In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. There's a scene late in the book, uh, The Adventures of Tom Sawyer, where Tom is at a party with his friends, and the girl he's interested in, Becky, she's there with him, and he takes her off on an adventure, trying to show off, as Tom does. He's always uh, putting on a show, especially for Becky. So he takes her into a cave. There's all kinds of caves in the area. He takes her into a cave, and they wander around in the cave, and he shows her all of the rooms in the cave that he knows. They all have different names. There's all kinds of stalagmites and stalactites for them to see. And they're wandering through the cave, each of them holding a candle in their hands. At one point, there's a whole bunch of bats that appear out of nowhere, and they fly by and they blow out Becky's candle. So her candle's not lit anymore. And it's at that moment, while they're kind of in a flurry because these bats have come out of nowhere and confused them and scared them, it's in that moment that Becky and Tom realize that they don't know exactly where they are. They've lost track of where they've been going. They've just been wandering around, and they don't really know the way back. Tom says, oh, I know where we are, but he doesn't really, he doesn't really know. You may know how the story goes. They keep on wandering in the cave, more and more desperate, at various times giving up hope, and at other times reviving their hope. At one point, though, they find themselves sitting down, and Becky's crying, and there's the candle, the last candle that's burning, and this is how Mark Twain describes what happens in that moment. The children fastened their eyes upon their bit of candle and watched it melt slowly and pitilessly away, saw the half inch of wick stand alone at last, saw the feeble flame rise and fall, excuse me, saw the feeble flame climb the thin column of smoke, linger at its top a moment, and then the horror of utter darkness. He draws that out really well, Mark Twain does, this terrible feeling, the light going out. Not only the light going out, but being lost in a place where you have no idea what's around you, you have no idea how to get back where you've come from. There they sit, in utter darkness. That's something that's hard for us to conceive of in our world, there's light everywhere. Even uh, in the darkest of nights, in the middle of winter, you get some light from the sky, some light reflected on the snow. Maybe if you've gone into a room and put something under the bottom of the door and shut off all the lights and closed your eyes as tightly as you can, maybe then you have a sense of what this kind of utter darkness is like. That's the image that is used, that God uses to describe sin. So one great way to think about what happens in sin is it's kind of like entering into a cave. And you go into a cave and you make your way further and further into the cave, further and further from the light, till at last, at one point, The light goes out altogether and you have no idea where you are, where you've come from, least of all, how to get home. Becky and Tom are not going to make it home on their own. That's the problem. That's the problem with darkness. When you cannot see, you cannot help yourself. Lots of people think that by sort of stumbling around in the darkness, they're making some progress. By feeling around, feeling the walls of the cave, trying to make their way forward, they're making some progress, but for all they know, they could be heading further and further and deeper and deeper into the darkness. That's the danger of sin. And it's that darkness that Isaiah described in our lesson today. Darkness will cover the land. A thick darkness will cover the people. And it is into that darkness, into that deep and thick and unresolvable darkness that Jesus arrives. This is the glory of the Christmas season and the glory of Epiphany, because it is like a light turning on at a moment when all is lost, when there is no hope, when we cannot rescue ourselves. Think about 
What a beauty it is that God uses a star to lead the wise men to Jesus. He turns a light on in the heavens for them, to show them and us a picture of what Christ is for us. He's a light shining in the darkness. The same was true for Paul. Paul was describing in our letter to the Ephesians his conversion, how he turned away from former things and followed the gospel. You know how that happened. He was riding on the way to Damascus to kill Christians when all of a sudden there was a bright and shining light that knocked him off his horse and the voice from heaven, Jesus himself speaking. It was a light. It was a light shining in the darkness that brought Paul from sin and death. It's the same for you and me. Darkness of sin is a problem because it means separation from God. It means a separation from our hope. Sin is like wandering around in a cave with no hope whatsoever. You're never going to make it out on your own. And it is into that setting that God's salvation comes. Think about how miraculous it was that the star appeared for the wise men. If it wasn't for that star, they would never have found Jesus. If it wasn't for the light on the road to Damascus, Paul would never have believed. If it wasn't for the light of the gospel shining in your lives, you would never have found your way. You would never have found your way free from sin. You would never have found your way home. You were lost, and yet, and yet, Christ has shined on you. A bright and brilliant light, a light that scatters the darkness, that reaches into every corner of the cave so that you can find your way home, so that God himself can lead you home. This is why the declaration that Isaiah makes is so joyous. What does he say? Arise, shine, get up off the ground. You were lost and sitting in the darkness. Arise, get up, shine, for your light has come. And it is not just the faint flickering of a candle, but it is the glory of the Lord that has risen upon you. It's the glory of the Lord that drew those wise men from across the land, from far away, bringing the gifts that belong to a king. It's that glory that brought them to Jesus. It's the same glory that brings you and me out of darkness and into God's light. This is how Luther describes it in the small catechism. When he talks about the third article of the creed, I believe in the Holy Spirit, he begins this way. He says, I believe that I cannot, by my own reason or strength, believe in Jesus Christ my Lord. I believe that I cannot get myself out of this cave on my own. But, but, the Holy Spirit has called me by the gospel and enlightened me with his gifts. He turned on the light. He shined in the darkness. And the darkness is scattered by this glorious message. This is the light that has shined on you, that Christ has come to pay the price for your sins, to do away with your sins. Not to just, just to banish the darkness for a while, not just to turn on the light for a moment, but to send it away altogether so that on the last day when we're brought into our heavenly home, this is what John says in the Revelation. He says, there is no need for sun or moon or stars or any light because it is always light there because we are in the glory of God. No more darkness ever again. No more sin ever again. That's what Christ brings for us. By his birth and his uh, growing up and his childhood and his adulthood and his life and the miracles that he performed and everything that he taught and his call to repentance and most of all, above all, his death on the cross and his resurrection from the grave. He comes bursting out of the grave, which can't hold him because all that the grave can hold is darkness. And there he is, light, shining into the gloom of hell. That's what we've received. In Christmas, that's what we receive in Epiphany. So arise, for the light from God is come for you. Arise and live in that light. Bring your gifts, 
like those wise men did. Bring your gifts of worship and thanks and praise to God. Bring your gifts and put his grace, put that light to good use in your lives. Walk as children of light, not as those who are wandering around in a cave in the dark, but walk as those who have been set free from sin and from every evil. And praise God that he loves you so that he has rescued you and brought you to be his own. To him alone be all glory now and forever. Amen.